Hello and welcome to the Campus Mission, where we discuss everything related to college life through the Christian lens. Catholic campus ministers from across the state of West Virginia come together to fix your life. The email, thecampusmissionwv at gmail.com, thecampusmissionwv at gmail.com. Send us your questions and we will answer them mostly correctly every single time. Welcome. Welcome, dear listener. Uh, Today we are going to be discussing time and um, how we're sort of always running out of time. And sometimes we feel that uh, more than others. Uh, And I'm here this morning to tell you that you can't do it all. Um, There's a lot of things on that to-do list, and there's a lot of things uh, we want to do, we would love to do. Uh, But the reality is there are only so many hours in the day. And try as we might, we can't do everything. And I know this from personal experience. Uh, So my senior year uh, at Marshall, uh, or as I like to refer to it as year four, because I did that Mm. senior victory lap, Uh, I I did, I really tried to do it all. Um, I was in my third year of being an RA, and so at that point, I'm kind of in charge of like coaching the new RAs, so that's a lot of responsibility. Uh, I was in the uh, John Marshall Emerging Leaders Institute. And so, you know, uh, we're doing all kinds of like leadership exercises and programs and those sorts of things. So that's going on. Uh, And I was also uh, the uh, president of Senate and student government and which was considered a part-time job. So uh, I had like an office and I had all of these like duties I had to do. Uh, along with that. Uh, and on top of that, I was also uh, becoming Catholic and doing RCIA because why not? Why not just become Catholic in the midst of all of that uh, madness? So uh, it was a lot. And it was so much, in fact, that I had a planner and I had to meticulously write out every single hour of the day And every day I knew what I was doing at literally every hour. And I had to make time for 15 minute naps if there was time for it. Okay. That's just how well planned out this was. I was, I was just about a hair away from planning out uh, when I would snack on my Pringles. Okay. Like we were getting (laughs) like that level of meticulousness because I was literally doing so much stuff. Um, now what happened? Okay. I, I, I accomplished a lot. Sure. And that was great. Um, but you know, in the course of that year, I made no time for myself really. Uh, I was just constantly going, 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 going nonstop. And if there was an opportunity that, that presented itself, great. I jumped on it. I was a yes man. I always said yes. Cause I was eager and I wanted to do all of things, which is, which is good. But to the extent that I did it, that was not. And that really uh, started to hamper on my mental health a bit. And to the point that by the end of that year, I was just totally burnt out to a crisp pretty much. 
Uh, and so going into uh, year five, uh, I, I dropped most of those responsibilities and I was very done with school. Uh, you know, the year before I was thinking, you know what, maybe I'll go into a graduate program. Maybe I'll get my master's. Um, but by year five, I was like, no way I am done with college. I am not doing this anymore. Um, and in that year, you know what, I didn't make a lot of time for sleep either, uh, which is not a good idea, uh, because I got really, really restless. Um, and I didn't do any of those things. Uh, as well as I could have, right? So I, I was juggling all these responsibilities, um, but I was only able to do a lot of things okay, if that makes sense, um, instead of being able to focus my time and my attention uh, on less things, but giving it more, right? Um, and I think this is important, and I think it's important to talk about this because uh, there are a lot of you out there that are learning, uh, you know, time management. And what does it mean to take on responsibilities? Um, and what does it mean to work a lot and to work hard? Uh, what does that look like in your life? And I thought it would be great for us this morning, uh, as we record this, uh, to talk about what, what does that look like and what's healthy? Um, what what are healthy boundaries and why are they good for us? Um, so, you know, I, I thought I would uh, sort of just uh, throw this out there uh, to my dear friends and colleagues um, as we dive in to uh, sort of this idea of uh, that I've borrowed from Father Mike Schmitz, by the way. I can't claim that I researched this extensively myself. I, 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 I give credit to Father Mike. Uh, this idea of striving and abiding, okay? Striving, working really hard, actively doing lots of things and abiding, right? Knowing when to rest and knowing when to take breaks. Um, so friends, uh, tell me, uh, ha have you had similar experiences uh, like this in, in your lives where uh, maybe you, you, you bit off too much or, or maybe the opposite, maybe you could have done more? Have I personally had times in my life like that? I'm sure I have. And yet, not to talk about myself so much, I do see students that often go through what you're talking about, Nick. They're, and it seems to be those students that are, I don't want to label, but like the student leaders. They just, you know, the RAs, the athletes, the, those highly interested in whatever their discipline is in school, and they're doing it all. You know, they're, they're not the, the lazy bum sitting, sitting by the side and, and going to class every now and then. And so, yeah, those students, they're doing it all. They're, and, and in many cases, they're doing it all well. But as you said, what suffers? They themselves mm -hmm. suffer. So my first thought when, when we said we were going to talk about this was the whole idea of time management. And I do think that's important, but I think more importantly than time management, because you can be a really, really busy person and have great time management. As you said, your calendar was filled down to the 15-minute intervals. But I think more than time management, it's priority. Mm. And part of the priority is not just 
the coursework or the stuff or the friends or the family. But we have got to factor ourselves in as a priority. Um, and oftentimes that doesn't happen. We put ourselves last. So, right. you know, as you, as you said that, that's what I was thinking. Like, let's not confuse time management, although extremely important, with priority. Well said. Yeah, I agree, Shirley. And I think, I think to your point, too, that, that kind of forces us to self-reflect a little bit, right? And to ask ourselves, what are our priorities, right? What does make sense for us? Uh, and I think, I think uh, when, when we don't have that, right, when we don't have a sense of those priorities, what becomes the priority, okay, is uh, working, right? Doing a lot of stuff. When we, when we don't have a clear sense of direction or guidance or those priorities, uh, then working hard becomes the priority. And, and that, I think, can become dangerous because uh, if that is your only priority, then uh, you, you, that your, your self-worth gets tied up in that, right? So uh, I'm working really hard all the time, nonstop. Uh, but then, then, if, then inv inevitably, right, when you do stop and you do take a minute to breathe and to be still, um, you know, the, it, when you're in that mindset, uh, and I'm speaking from my own personal experience, um, there's a temptation uh, to, to think less of yourself because you're not working now. Well, why am I not working now? I should be working now, right? And we have a tendency, I think, to be really critical of ourselves in that respect uh, because we don't have those, uh, those priorities, right? So, yeah, it, that's, that's so important, having, having a vision uh, for what, what your life should look like, uh, what your day should look like, and, and why, why are you doing the things you're doing um, and prioritizing self-care taking care of yourself um that is hugely important that's not being selfish okay because that's what my brain would say right i would want to take a day off like oh it's you know it's so selfish i could be i could be doing this or that it's like no 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 no. that's actually really really healthy because uh, if you do prioritize taking care of yourself then you're going to have that fuel and the energy you need to be able right to go forward and to actually keep doing all of those things that you're doing um but without that boy it's just a matter of time until we we fizzle out you know right uh so yeah i agree completely priorities are are huge there so ross do you have any uh, any percolating uh thoughts or ideas about the Yes, I have been percolating for a few minutes here. Um, okay. So when I was starting college, uh, well, I was a music major all through college, and music majors had kind of weird schedules by comparison. We were often expected and did take as many as 21 credit hours. Uh, I think we were allowed to take up to 23 something like that. And most majors on campus 
they would max out at 18. They wouldn't let them take anymore. Or maybe it was 19. Uh, but a full load, to be considered a full-time student, uh, you take 12, I think it's 12, 12 credit hours. So that's typically how many hours you spend in a class per week. But a lot of what music majors took was ensembles, and they would be essentially one-credit classes. But you would spend three or more hours per week in that uh, ensemble doing rehearsals and sectionals and, you know, practicing and all that. So it didn't exactly translate on paper, it would say 21 credit hours, but actually what you spent in class was something like 30 credit hours, which is fine for a lot of us because uh, I know for me, I am weird. I'm the person that has to move all the time. I have to be doing something. Uh, I have to be working on something, some sort of project, and which has proven pretty difficult for me this year because I'm not allowed to go out and I'm not allowed to gig. I'm not allowed to, well, that's basically it. Uh, a lot of what I've been, what I've done previously, I'm, I'm locked down from doing now. And then actually our state in, in West Virginia, uh, you're not even, you're not allowed to have live music anymore. We're right next door to Virginia. Uh, they can because it's a huge part of their economy, but in West Virginia, we're not allowed to have uh, live music right now. So that that's been tough. But in, in, in college, I was doing 30 hours in class per week. And they said, you're, you're a first semester freshman. This is going to be nuts. Don't do this. Uh, at least that's what the registrar said. I said, Oh no, no, no. I'm, I'm young. I'm, I'm hip. I can do this. And so I did. And for the first year I did that 21 credit hours on paper, back to back first two semesters. And I nailed it. I got really, really good grades. And uh, all good things must come to an end, right? So I nailed it the first year. And the second year I came back and I guess I had hit my limit because uh, first couple weeks, fine. I did all right. Uh, by the third week, I was just like, I just crashed. And I think... There, there is something to be said for balancing your workload. Uh, I think it's very good to be ambitious. Uh, obviously, people who work, uh, who are career-minded, who work 70 hours a week, uh, when they don't have to, they do typically become more successful in that field. But at what cost? I mean, it's one thing if you live and breathe that entirely, if you find that to be, you know, something that you take joy from, all right. But when we get so centered on one thing, we get a one-track mind, uh, you know, that, that section of our brain definitely gets fatigued and needs to be balanced with something else, which, which is another thought that I had. When we're talking about rest, uh, sometimes rest means doing nothing. Sometimes it's really nice to just sit there and stare at a wall or stare at a tree. Uh, but often, often when I sit around and do nothing, I get even tireder. Uh, I start to feel lethargic. I don't feel refreshed. And I think that there's an active rest that needs to take place. Uh, you know, I, I can come in to work and do all my admin stuff, get all my invoices paid 
all that kind of thing, uh, all those kinds of things. But I'll go, I'll, I'll take a break and I'll pick up my guitar because that's something I want to do for fun. And I might, I will start to feel guilty. I think, well, I, I shouldn't be having this much fun. I, I should be resting. <laughs> well, that, that is rest, though, because it's taking one part of my brain that's overworked and it's giving it, it's giving that section a rest, but it's giving another section of my brain a little bit of uh, activity and it keeps my brain alive <laughs> basically right. uh because if i if i just shut down entirely well i shut down entirely and then to try and and get back into anything later it's it's going to be a struggle to try and get my mental energy back up um mm. you know so so active rest is an important thing and i think that you need to balance your work with some joy uh which kind of brings me to friends uh this is this is a strange time we're living in because, you know, we need some socialization. Uh, I think that, that getting away from the work and having good friends to do something with, that, that is essential. But we've all just come back to school now. We are, uh, depending on where we're going, we're, you know, one to three weeks in, something like that, four weeks maybe. And we came from places where we were completely isolated and, and expected to be completely isolated. And so we came back and we're, we're told that we're not supposed to get too close to people. We're not supposed to spend too much time with people. Uh, we can't even have, uh, people, students don't even have roommates here right now. They're all converted into uh, single occupancy dorms. And so they have a, uh, uh, a barrier to one of the most essential things to be, being a full human, which is social interaction. I mean, we're, we're going to go nuts uh, not being able to talk to people. Um, I was told when I started college that there are three things. There are three things that you're going to have an option to do. Uh, this is, you can have good grades, you can have friends, and you can have sleep but you can only have two of the three. You have to pick two and you have to sacrifice the other. So if you're going to have uh, grades, good grades and friends, you can't sleep. Or if you're going to have good grades and you want to get some sleep, you can't have a social life. Or you know, if you want to have friends and you want to get some sleep, you're going to flunk out. Uh, which I don't think is entirely true. I think uh, it, it has to do with what you choose to do in your social life, what you choose to do with your friends. Because... Uh, a lot of the way that I made my friends in college was by uh, being in, well, the benefit, one of the benefits of being a music major is that you're forced into a lot of ensembles uh, where you have these rehearsals and practices with people who appreciate the same thing that you do. So just by playing with them, you, you, you get to become friends in your work in the thing that brings you good grades. So that was very fortunate for me. But I think the same thing comes from a lot of people uh, in, in other disciplines as well. If, you are a, if you're an English major, I, I presume that you enjoy reading or that you enjoy, uh, uh, I don't know, reading. Let's just, say, let's just go with reading. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, having a, having a book study with people 
even if it's a, in, in this climate, even if it's a Zoom uh, book study or, or book, book club, let's say, uh, that would be something that I would, I would think is somewhat enjoyable. And not, and not, just, uh, not just the books you're reading in class. Not just, you know, I was assigned this in English, whatever. Uh, you know, so, so, something that's actually just a leisure read. Uh, you know, the same was, was, was true for me in, in college. I, you know, I had my ensembles I had to do for school, but outside of that, I had, uh, I had a rock band that I ran and, and played out with. And although it was technically the same work that I was doing in, uh, in school, it was something about the mindset was just totally shifted because it was, it was completely a leisure activity. It was something, it, it, was, a, it was a stylistic departure because we were doing mostly classical and jazz in college. Uh, so I was doing rock music. That was, that was fun. It was something I did of my own free will. It wasn't something that somebody was grading me. It wasn't something that uh, someone had assigned to me. And it, I guarantee you the moment that somebody said, you must do this for a grade, I would have... Uh, I would have not uh, so much of the joy I had would have been taken out of. So just that leisure activity, that was an act of rest. That was, that was an act of rest that I looked forward to. That was just a departure from everything else. And I think that's uh that's what a lot of people need. And that's where you make your friends too. So, so you can have all three. I just don't think that uh, having friends every time in college means going to a bunch of late night parties. Mm. Well said. Yeah, that's a good point. It's a yeah. good point. So as I hear you talking about balance, Ross, mm. um, it brought to mind many workshops that I've done over my over the years in campus ministry. I've done them with various student groups. I've done them with NRA training and things like that. And basically it's using this model called the wellness wheel. I've been using it for so many years. I wish I could remember who to give credit to. Um, please Google it. It's, it's online. But the wellness wheel talks about seven aspects that we as human beings need to be mindful of in order to be healthy. And I'll just read them off here. So the seven aspects to the wellness wheel are spiritual health, emotional health, physical health, mental health, career-based health and that could be something mm. like um if you have if you have a part-time job you know you've got to you've got to be healthy in that and go to that or you know whatever it takes to pay your bills um intellectual health and social health and the ideal is health in each one of those based upon full integration so putting it in ross's words it's a balance you know, how can we balance our intellectual health, our studying, our academics mm -hmm. with our emotional health, um, whatever that means to each individual person, with our spiritual health, whatever that means to each individual person. And as I, as I talk about the wellness wheel, a, a couple people come to mind. One, um, very human-natured person, um, and of course it skips my mind now, Patch Adams. Patch Adams. Mm. Um, if any of you, mm. if any of you have not seen the movie, and I'm dating myself, it's an old movie, but Patch Adams, played by Robin Williams, the late great oh, yeah. Robin Williams, yeah. yep. 
he actually opened, he was a pretty radical, eccentric doctor, MD, and he went against the grain and everything he did. And he actually opened up the Gesundheit Institute, which is in the southern part of West Virginia. So another reason why I love the movie so much. Um, it's a free clinic. Doctors, nurses, everyone volunteered their time. But when he was, the movie, Patch Adams, when he was going through med school, he really went against the grain. And when he dealt with patients, it wasn't just the physical part. He wanted to know their name. He wanted to know their passions. He wanted to know how they thought. But he brought in this idea of medicine, which we view as treating the physical body, this wellness will aspect. Let's treat the entire patient of the beginnings of a holistic medicine and there's still a lot of criticism for him and for that today but i think we need to keep in mind to be fully human be fully healthy we are made up of all these seven different aspects and we've got to have a balance in them and then the other person that i think of in addition to patch adams is jesus himself amen i mean think about it jesus was teaching preaching healing and what did he do he took time for himself to go aside. He did. And I'm sure for Jesus, not, was that just a spiritual aspect? That was an emotional, that was a mental, mm -hmm. that, that was a career-minded aspect. Because let's face <laughs> it, that was his mission. That's, that was his career here on earth. So you're right, Ross. I, I affirm everything you said. It's about balance. And I personally just like to use that wellness wheel as a, as a constant reminder. Mm -hmm. um, speaking of the Holy One, that I was, I was thinking this as we were as we were talking about this also. That uh, so right now, my lovely wife and I are working through the Gospel of Mark, and I was thinking about one line in particular: "The Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath." the The Sabbath was given to us, or in in, in his way of putting it, that it's there to give us a stark contrast. Uh, so the Pharisees at the time, they were, they were seeing the Sabbath as something that they have, to, they have to follow these laws to a T, which is what, what they're known for in the Gospels, just you know, being very legalistic. Um, they're following the Sabbath to a T, so they basically do nothing right? Because anything, doing any activity at all, even serving, uh, you know, someone who's hungry, naked, whatever, uh, that's even considered uh, breaking the Sabbath, which is that section, what's going on in that section uh, where Jesus says this. And, you know, he, he heals a person on the Sabbath anyway, uh, because that's a day to that's a day to give glory to God. And giving glory to God is a very dynamic thing in and of itself. So we're talking about balancing all these essential things to, you know, to a person. He's, he's serving on that day. He's praying on that day. And so, so he is doing some work. But for us, the work that we do on a Sabbath might look very different from the work we do any other day of the week. Uh, and I do think that there's a reason that, and, and that diversity of thought, that diversity of, of activity, that gives us rest. I think there's a reason that keeping the Sabbath 
is a commandment, is one of the Ten Commandments. He's, he's saying you must take a day away from the other things that, you know, your other everyday life, your, your, your daily work. You must take a day to rest your brain from this and do something else. Uh, the Sabbath was made for man uh, because we need it. We need it in order to balance. Uh, the spiritual health is very interesting to me. I, there are so many saints that they all get jumbled in my brain, <laughs> but the, I think this is St. Louis de Montfort. I will have to, uh, um, no, 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 it's St. Uh, St. Francis de Sales. I think I'll, I'll, I'll confirm that and get back to you. But he says that, uh, you know, you should be praying every single morning before your day starts. Okay. Uh, so if you're going to do work today, pray for a half hour. If you have a ton of work today, if you have a lot that you, that you have to get done today, just a, a crazy workload, then pray for a full hour, which to us, we do the exact opposite. When we have more to do, when we have more, more work to accomplish, we pray less or we just don't even do it at all because we're like, oh, I, just, I just have too much to get to. Let me put this to the side. But that, according to him, that's completely backwards because now, because what we're talking about here is a balance of these things, a work balance, a spiritual balance, an intellectual balance, right? A career balance, mental balance. Uh, so if we have too much work to do, we have... By, by not praying at all in, in, before we start our day, we have cut out entirely the thing that's supposed to balance the other thing. He's saying that if you have more to do, you should equip yourself with more prayer to be able to tackle uh, you know, the tasks that God has laid before you for the day. Does that so make sense? Yes, so mm -hmm. much wisdom from the saints. I, I love to take wisdom from the saints on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. And I'll make this quick because I know Nick probably has such a lot to say, and we haven't let you talk much, Nick. Oh, yeah, that's okay. <laughs> but, <laughs> that's um, all right. Another saint that, that I've learned a lot from is Saint Mother Teresa. Mm. Not the little mm. flower, not Teresa of Avila, but Mother Teresa, right. Saint Mother Teresa. And I once went to a lecture about her and the speaker talked about her balance in her life. And as an example, he used three words and one was selfish to be selfish is a total lack of regard for the other. And of course, none of us want to be a selfish person ignoring other right. selfless, which we all think is a wonderful virtue is a total lack of regard for ourselves. It's not a virtue. Self-care is the middle of the road. And he used um, St. Teresa, Blessed Mother Teresa, St. Mother Teresa, um, mm. as that example. Self-care. What is in your best self-interest to maintain a healthy balance between being selfish and selfless? Now, many people would say, okay, I think of my own self-interest. That is being selfish, but no, that's not it. That's where we have to start, right, right. where we strike the balance. It has to be a health, healthy mix, as I've said, between the two. Using her as an example, she 
was selfless in the sense that we all know what she did for the poorest of the poor in Calcutta. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. But she oh, was yeah. selfish in the sense that we also know what she did for herself. And she took time in prayer and she yeah. took time yeah. with her community. Mm -hmm. She took time, you know, with her physical and mental well-being. So, again, another model from one of the saints. Let's not be selfish, obviously, but let's not be confused and think that being selfless is a good thing either. We've mm -hmm. got to look at the middle and what is the healthy balance in terms of self-care. Right. Right, exactly. Nick, it's you. It's you, Nick. We've been talking for a long <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. That's yeah, all why, right. Why don't you wrap us up, Nick? Take us out. Yeah. <laughs> so let me uh, let me just uh, sort of end with a with with a good thought, um, and I like this. And it's, it's a beautiful perspective, and it's from uh, Saint John Paul II. And my man, he said, he said, "Man's work too, not only requires a rest every seventh day." but also cannot consist in the mere exercise of human strength in external action. And his whole point is that by us taking that time for rest, we are therefore preparing ourselves for that eternal rest that we will have with our Lord, right, in the life to come. So... As we, as we end this podcast, take some time to think about that, right? Um, as, we, uh, as we work hard uh, and as we uh, rest uh, beautifully. So thank you so much, uh, everybody. Uh, I, I so much enjoy getting to hang out with you all and uh, talk about all of these things. Uh, and thank you, uh, our dear listeners, uh, for uh, spending another uh, half hour or so with us. Uh, and we'll be back uh, again next week. Bye.